Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising and small business in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things small business and franchising in the local area, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just looking to learn more about the small business or franchising industry. Speaking of small businesses, sometimes small-aged individuals are the successful entrepreneurs, and today I get the pleasure and the privilege of introducing some of the youngest entrepreneurs in our marketplace today. They are recent winners of the most recent Children's Business Fair in Omaha, Nebraska. So first of all, congratulations to all of you. So we've got a group of folks. Let's see, we've got uh, six, seven different kids representing six or seven different businesses. So what I'd like to start with is tell me your name and tell me the name of your business. And we'll start right here with Isaiah because it's with an A and you're right next to me. Hello, my name is Isaiah Mayberry, and I'm with Paradigm Paracord. Great enunciation, sir. Hello, my name is Evan Sheckle, and I'm with Sheckle's Creations. Thanks, Evan. My name is Karina Crowder, and I'm with So Cute. So Cute as in S-E-W, cute. Yes? My name is Cecilia Meck, and, and my business name is Axolotly Cute. Thanks. My name is Rose Sean, and my business name is Axel Freshly for Skincare. And we've also learned today she's a practicing comedian. Hello, my name is Harlow, and I am with I Am a Verb. My name is Mercy, and my business is Mercy's Meringues. And yes, she brought meringues. We're all happy to know today. So I didn't let the kids eat too many meringues before the show because we kind of squished in tight here. So. Congratulations again. <laughs> you all brought some of your um, swag or examples of your product, right? So let's make sure that we get a chance to see those as well. I want to start with a little bit about what got all of you here. And this time, maybe we'll go in reverse. So I'm going to ask you to practice something that you're used to practicing because I've seen you do this to prepare for the Children's Business Fair. But could each of you now tell me, and we'll start this time with Mercy, give me your 60-second or less elevator speech on what is your business. So we know the name of it now, but what is the business? At my business, Mercy's Meringues, I sell meringues and macarons, which are both delicate, delightful little treats that everyone wants to eat. Very well done. At my business, I sell pottery, I sell some art journals, and I even have sold some hand-eyed towels. And your business is I Am A Verb. How'd you come up with that name? Well, my parents and me brainstormed, and we decided we want a business name that allows me to be able to create all things and not be limited in what I can make because of my name. Very wise. You took the Google approach, right? It could be anything. Thank you. My business, uh, Axelos Stress Leaf and Skin Care, uh, I sold uh, sugar scrubs and I sold slimes. Yes. At the fair. 
my sugar scrubs have all the different scents you could even think of. <laughs> There's some examples here, right? Yeah. Would you mind showing the camera? I got my strawberry sugar scrub, which is four ounces, and the axolotl on the uh, label mm -hmm. it is hand-drawn by me. Congratulations. These are some products that I am branching out branching out to. These are the prototypes for them. Sugar scrub cubes and some soap. Some sugar cubes and some soap. Yep. So you can go in all different directions too. They're all about S. Fantastic. My my name is Cecilia and like I said, I sell I sell ax my business name is Axolotly Q and I sell squishies. You sell squishies. Yeah. So Who's looking for squishies, right? Like, who's your customer that you're hoping to find? Like, kind of somebody that's in stress because squishies, like, help get stress out. Gotcha. We need to get Dylan, our producer, some squishies. I stress him out about once a week. Thank you. Karina. So, I sell custom t-shirts and onesies, and I'm also working on stickers and cat toys with catnip. Can we see them? Stickers, a cat toy, t-shirts. Fantastic. Thanks, Green. Evan. Uh, I have the business Checkles Creations, mm -hmm. and I sell three printed anything. Printed anything? Yeah, I anything I want to print, I can sell. Yeah? So what are your most common products that you're selling? What did you sell a lot of? At the Children's Business Fair. You must have sold a few things to become an award winner. Yeah, uh, I sold a lot of, uh, like, fidget star things. They just, it's like a fidget, basically, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Ooh, fidget products. I gotcha. Everybody can use one of those, along with the stress balls. And Isaiah. So, my business is Paradigm Paracord, and I kind of added a plus on there because I realized I needed to branch out. And I'm I do keychains. I've been trying to work on these tassels with the frayed paracord, but that hasn't been working well. And some thicker keychains, and as well as 3D printed stuff. Fascinating. So you do a lot of things. You guys are not afraid to break out and try new things. I can tell. <laughs> All right. So now I want to know what's fun. Anybody can answer this, okay? What do you like about owning your own business? What's the fun part of this? Oh, Harlow's jumping right in. <laughs> I love that you get to create everything on your own and that you get to engage with art. It's super fun. And to be able to talk and have fun selling things at your booth and just, again, engage with your customers I think that is really fun to do, and I think that's kind of a gift from God that I love to do that. It's certainly unique. Congratulations. Anybody else? I like the freedom. It's much rather than a job because I can make whatever I want because the 3D printers aren't exactly cheap, but I've been able to pay them off using the business. You've paid off your printers already? Yes. So does that mean you paid the mom and dad bill off? No, my own bill. I paid for myself. Congratulations. I'm very impressed. 3D printers are not cheap. 
especially two of them. <laughs> well, congratulations. So you're not getting held down by the man anymore. You're working independently, right? I started up with my own cash and I'm still running strong. Congratulations. Debt-free, folks. I enjoy making t-shirts, so I like being able to make a whole lot of t-shirts. I don't have to worry about having too many t-shirts because I make a lot. <laughs> no shortage of inventory, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. and no shortage of babies, right? Yeah. So plenty of plenty of customers for onesies. Good. Good. I think I could buy one. I mean, I, I do have like 10 nieces and nephews. Give them. But they'd love them. Business. That, that that's a fair point. Yeah. There's a Harlan franchise guy discount that lasts for five more minutes, right? <laughs> so I get all of this stuff for free, right? Well, I don't know. You got to go see the owner. You got to go see the boss. Oh, oh, she she owns all the stuff. No, 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 no. She owns all the stuff in her lap. <laughs> Everything that it represents. <laughs> so that that that's the Harlan franchise. I'm just saying there's a Everything. discount during the recording of this podcast so episode. Free. So if I steal them right now. Good luck with that. I agree that. It's good to know that there's a demand for the product. Good. So let's go to the other side of that. It's not easy always. I own my own business. You own your own businesses. There's challenges, right? Can you talk a little bit? <laughs> there you go. Can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've had to overcome. Some of you have had your businesses for multiple years, right? I think all of you have had your businesses for at least a year, correct? Yeah. So you face challenges. Can you talk a little bit about challenges that you've had to overcome? Well, like when we got my pinch pots back from the first, sorry, from the second firing, we realized that I put on the coats of glaze too thick and they bubbled up. And so I couldn't sell them because they were a mistake. And I have another thing. So my mom and me were, you know, looking for things that I could make and sell. And we found when we'd find a few things that I could make and sell, we realized that they were too hard for me to make on my own and that I would need help. So we realized that I couldn't do that. So we had to, you know, keep thinking and we came up with some other ideas, but that was a mistake that I had to. Well, congratulations on learning from it. I mean, I'm right there with you because I had a nice mistake with this thing because I was trying to remove the supports from the print and I absolutely pushed the mechanism of it. Oh, the mechanism busted as you're yep. trying to finish it? Yep. I kind of messed up, so I couldn't exactly sell this because I completely messed up the print. But I'm guessing you might have come up with a better process as a result. Yes, I, f I forgot to turn off the support material, which would have saved me material, money, and also a product. Okay. And you're still at it. Yes. It didn't dissuade you from doing this. Good for I, you. I got more 3D printed stuff that I can show later on. <laughs> Appreciate it. I think the hardest part for me was uh, how to make my stress balls or squishies. Because, like, I had to figure out a way how to stuff, like, the stuff inside of the stuff. So, first, I 
I use recycled water bottles, and that and that like worked really well. The recycled water bottles did. Yeah, just to top it up. Okay. So you uh, you improved the product design over time. Thank you. We could add some rose. Um, when I was making squishies, I had made so many batches, and I was like, well, these are all crumbly, and they're not that good, and they're not that nice and stretchy and good material. And so, I decided, I was, and then one time, I accidentally added too much, I think, activator uh, to my slime. And then it was much better than all the others. It was much stretchier, <laughs> and it was, it was really good. I really liked it. And so, I decided that I was going to empty all of my other slimes. And I had made about maybe 30 mm-hmm. capsules of two-ounce slimes. And so I put them all into a big jar. And actually, I gave them to her so she could put them in her squishies. Yeah. But um, she was having trouble finding a lot of slime to put into the squishies. And then I made a bunch of batches. But there that was about half a gallon wasted of glue. Oh, yeah. There's a price that goes with that, huh? But you ended up with a better product by accident. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Fantastic. Anybody else want to share? I could share some of my mistakes, but we'd be here forever. We were out of time. Sorry, Dylan. So, Evan, what have been some of the benefits of having your own business? Um, well... I I really like making money. That's one benefit. I love making money. Uh, <laughs> another benefit, uh, I get to kind of be my own boss. No one like really tells me what to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my benefits. Gotcha. Those seem like fantastic benefits. Isaiah, are you okay? You want to share some of my chair with I'm me? Good. I'm just kind of like okay. Back forth. That's all right. All right. You're improvising. I appreciate it. Anybody else want to share some of the uh, upsides? Just a nice old comment. Well, um, who likes making money? Who would want to make money? Only capitalists. Oh, uh, <laughs> now that makes sense. Me, I like that money. makes sense. Why I like making money. Fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead, Isaiah. Were you going to add something to that? So I do like the aspect because you can control what you're doing. Because with a normal nine to five job can't really control what you're doing it's kind of what your boss tells you to do but one thing is your bank account can boss you around with what you do wow that's that's a very mature observation thank you i couldn't agree with you more couldn't have said that better myself speaking of some mature observations mercy we had a conversation about you uh starting your podcasting career as a as a host today right I think you had some questions that you wanted to ask some of the other business owners here. Is that correct? All right, fire away. I need to rest anyways. So what were some of the challenges that you guys faced when you started your businesses and as you tried to grow them? I can start. Okay. Uh, One of the challenges for me was um, figuring out, like, how to... how to, like, make the things that I 3D print. Because you have to, like, uh, you know, make them, so. Yeah. 
One of my challenges is at one point I had like eight different products. So people would come up to my booth and be a little overwhelmed because they didn't know how much stuff costed and there was just too much product. I mean, one of my challenges was I started out and I had one product. It was just keychains and they were all one price. And I had to improve on that. The color variety wasn't great and I was kind of using lower quality supplies. I, I have since upgraded. So Isaiah, you said what you did to um, get over those challenges. What about Karina and Evan? What did you two do to help with the things that you were having problems with? Uh, I would watch tutorials on how to like make things better. Or, uh, yeah, how to make something better. I eliminated quite a few of my products, so now I just sell t-shirts and cat toys and stickers. Okay. I think the I think the hardest thing that I faced was, like, trying to find slime to fill my squishies with. Product sourcing. It's a challenge for everybody. One of the big things about 3D printers, you don't got your filament, you don't got your product. I think my biggest challenge was that I started out with not the most amount of money I would have preferred to have. And so it was hard to find things that were cheap, but they're pretty good quality. And so... I have these little things that you can buy that can add into my slimes. They're really nice quality. They feel really nice, and they're good in your slimes. But I only got them, but I got them at Dollar Tree. So they're really nice and cheap. And then when I started making sugar scrubs and soap, there was a lot of expensive products in those. Like, for example, I think the uh, coconut oil I need for my sugar scrubs is like, $13 $13 for a gallon or or so and it's like it goes by I will make 16 and my gallon will be halfway gone oh wow so fast I think really my biggest challenge was not finding enough things to sell but I also don't think it's going to be that hard to go to a few shops or look online and get inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of my issues was I was making a food product. It did really good on the first time. It was like chocolate caramel coated pretzels. And then on the next couple of craft fairs, it just kind of went down from there. And I just kind of had to cut it out of my business. Mercy, what about you? Can you answer your own question? <laughs> yes. So when I was first learning how to make macaro- macarons and meringues, it took me a while to get used to making them because um, they are very picky about how you make them. So if it's too humid out or if you use the wrong type of flavoring, then they don't turn out right. And I have messed up so many times, but I've gotten better at it throughout the years. It It helps to get experience and then to know what you're doing, and then you'll get better at it over time. The best part is she bought, she brought my favorite kind of the meringues. <laughs> no, wait, those are the, the macaroons. Yeah. I haven't even tried these macaroons and meringues. How good do they really taste? 
Well, Zaya really likes <laughs> caramel. My, the caramel ones are my favorite. Should Does we he... pass out the meringues? The maroons? Sure. Do you guys okay. want to try them? They sound like they're the best meringues or maroons you could ever have. Hey, while we're doing that, somebody who's close to the microphone, Evan, tell us. Sorry. Sorry, Dylan. Busted, busted myself on the volume. Um, tell us a little bit about the event that got you here. You guys were all award winners at the Children's Business Fair. What is the Children's Business Fair? Um, It's a place where you can go and uh, sell like anything that you like to make. Uh-huh. And I think it's just a good opportunity to see like uh, all the possibilities you can do. And so you all had a booth, right, in a big hall where there was, this last time, several hundred different young entrepreneurs, at 17 and younger, I think, entrepreneurs who were selling all different types of things, correct? Mm-hmm. And people can come there on a Sunday and shop all day and choose what they want to buy, and you've got to pitch better than them in order to get people to be interested in your product, right? Yeah. Okay. By the way, it's the Acton Children's Business Fair. So for our listeners, uh, the next one will be coming up in a few months. All you got to do is follow the Acton Children's Business Fair, find it on Facebook, or use that uh, Google that exact phrase, and it'll bring you right to where you're going to be able to probably see all these kids participating. It sounds like maybe with some more products or different products this next time around. Mercy, sorry I took your show over. Go ahead. So what is some advice that you would share with other kids or other people that are trying to start a business? I would definitely say to start early because I had to start like two months out to finish all my pinch pots in time because it is a huge process. I would say just whenever you're starting... Come up with something you love to make because someone's going to want to buy it. I mean, you really got to also plan because I've been trying to get some sports colored stuff in the keychains. So I got to order the supplies and then make all the stuff for the fair. Yeah. Go ahead and pass these back. Oh, no, no. Keep them down here. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I was right on board with where I had to be polite. This is fur podcast, not yours. Gary. <laughs> Do any of you have some advice you want to share? Don't, to add on to hers about do what you love, if you do what you love, you can also, it'll be better and you'll have more fun doing it than if you do something you don't really love. You won't have as much fun doing it, and you'll get bored, and you won't want to do it, and you'll never put yourself really into the business. I really like that. You're very right. Uh, I was just going to say, make sure that you're responsible with, like, how you're spending your money and, like, what kind of stuff you make, because you got to make something that people will like to buy, too. Yeah. To say to the parents, it really does help with them learn money management so they don't waste all their fun money they get. Was that advice for the parents? Yeah. They got to convince their kids to start a business so that the parents don't 
So the kids learn that they need to manage how much money they have. Mm-hmm. And then the kids aren't wasting all their money on things they use for a week. And then it's in the trash. It really does teach you how to be more responsible and accountable for what you're spending money on, doesn't it? Yeah. Any other questions that you were dying to ask? These are really good ones. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Well, I've got one more question to ask. What are you going to do different? Are you all participating in the next children's business fair as far as you know? Or, or even whatever next event you're going to be at selling your wares. Tell me one thing that you're going to do different and better the next time that you're selling your stuff publicly. Uh, I think I'm just going to have more of the thing that sold a lot last time. Because then more people will come and buy it. <laughs> it's a, it. It sounds so common sense, doesn't it? But until you've had that experience and you realize, okay, this is the thing that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do the next children's business fair. I will probably do another one in the future. But whenever I do, I want to make sure that I keep my coats of glaze thin on my pinch pots so I can still sell them. On my next children's business fair, I want to make sure that my booth really does stand out and make it so that people are more attracted to it. Because last... Acton's Children's Business Fair, my table was kind of low to the ground. So if you were, and I was in the very back from where the entrance is, so no one really saw mine unless they really looked through everything there. Location, 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 right? Another good thing that I found is pegboard. That stuff, you can get your stand nice and tall and display a ton of stuff and then still have stuff on the table in front of it. Really helps with display. Nice pro tip. I actually used a ladder last year for part of my decoration. It looks cool, though. Thank you. It was like classic, an older ladder, if I remember right. Yeah. Any other comments on that? Any other advancements? Go ahead, Karina. Well, I used a curtain rod and built like a, not sure what to call it, but like a clothes clothing rack. Now I, I could hold all my T-shirts without taking up too much table space. <laughs> I mean, one thing with the Omaha Business Fair is they kind of cut our table space in half, so sharing was difficult because you got like two feet of space. I had four feet of space, but my sisters were sharing, so they each got two feet to display all their stuff, so they had to get very creative. Mm-hmm. But I think I might just buy both slots of the table next time. There you go. This is also a real estate lesson, isn't it? Maybe you just buy the venue, sell yeah. em- enough stuff, buy the venue, and then you can decide who gets how much table space, huh? Yeah. And you decide who sits on the edge of the couch, Isaiah. Good idea. Oh, if she steals the podcast, we can just kick you out. And then that's well, I know. <laughs> I, you just can't change the name. It's trademark. So as long as you keep running under the tray, I think I'll get a royalty off of it or something. Yeah, you, you feel like there are 2% of the money? I don't know. It's fair. It's fair thing. I'm not. All right, folks. Well, before this goes completely off the rails, <laughs> again, I want to thank all of you guys for coming. Let me ask you a question because uh, none of you drove here yourselves that I'm aware of. So that means you came with parents or guardians. Is there anything any of you would like to say to your parents 
in regards to the businesses that you've built? They're really helpful when they help, they help encourage you to keep going. And if you don't do that good on your first fair, they encourage you that you should keep going. You, if you stop now, you'll never, ever get better. And if you continue later, you'll get better. But you might have been even better if you continued earlier on. Just like Rosie said, um, like everything that Rosie said, but I want to thank um, our club, our club, my club starter, because Don McIntosh, because she helped me like so much with entrepreneurship. Thank you. I just want to thank my mom for driving me all over town to drop off custom t-shirts. Driving all, in case nobody heard that, for you were thanking your mom for driving you all around town to drop off custom t-shirt orders. I mean, I duly noted. I got to thank both my parents because my mom could drive me, but my dad would also drive me, and my dad would help me take stuff in and set up. Whereas my mom would be more of helping me at home, like encouraging, like like um, was was it said, and also pushing me to my limits. I would say two things. I would say thank you to my mom for reading it on her phone that there was a children's business fair because right from that minute, I knew that I wanted to be a part of that. And I would also say thank you for helping me with whatever whatever I struggled with with my booth. I would say thank you to her for both of those. Fantastic. I also want to add, I want to say thank you to my mom for... Whenever I was stressed because there was so much I had to do and I had some schoolwork I needed to get done and I had projects I needed and I still wanted time to relax and I wanted time to do be to myself. Mm-hmm. She helped me fit it all into one little tight schedule, very tight schedule. And it all worked out in the end and I had lots of fun. It was really fun doing it. Congratulations. Evan, I think you had something to add. Yes, uh... I want to thank my mom and my stepmom for helping me understand how to, like, run a business and how to do everything with it. Because without them, I wouldn't know anything. That's very kind. Thank you, Blake, for doing this podcast for us. (laughs) You're very welcome. It is a privilege to be with you guys. And every time we do this, I think to myself, about halfway through, I feel a whole lot better about the future of our entrepreneurial entrepreneurial world uh, after having a conversation with you. You guys, uh, you have a lot of spirit, you have a lot of courage, and you take some risks that a lot of people aren't willing to take. And then you're willing to come here and encourage other people to do the same thing. So congratulations on your awards and congratulations on the growth that you're experiencing from running your businesses successfully. Let's just hope robots don't take off, take over all of our businesses. Well, I'm worried about AI taking over podcasts, but we can talk about that on another episode. So thanks to all of you again for being here. Let's see if I can get this right. So Mercy, Harlow, Rose, Cecilia, Karina, Evan, and Isaiah especially. Thanks for uh, thanks for handling it on the couch here. We ran out a little bit of room because we had so many successful entrepreneurs, but we appreciate all of you being here. We hope all of you learned something from this episode. Sometimes the youthful minds are the ones that make the most logical, meaningful comments. And we hope you took something away from that. Now, if you know a young person or maybe a not so young person 
who's wondering should they take the risk, who's wondering if they should persist, please share this episode with them. In fact, subscribe, follow, like, and share this episode with them. Right, Evan? Can you say that again? What should they do with this episode? Uh, subscribe, follow, share, and like it. Fantastic. I knew I knew all seven of you would nail that if I asked. So thank you all again for joining us on another really special episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we'll see you all here again very soon. A Huda Media Production.